Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And, and it is very cold in Chicago, so you're probably going to hear my heater. Oh, I was going to say we're back to recording when it's dark again. It is also dark again, but it's also... The world is healing. It's also very dark here, even though it's only 7 o'clock. It's getting kind of dark right now. Like, it doesn't look like it out the window, but like when I look out... It's pretty dark. It looks like it's the middle of the night outside. Although I don't like that. Well, it is the short. We're heading up the <laughs> shortest day of the year, so we are. Yes, we are getting. We're about a month away from the solstice. We are exactly a month away from the solstice. And then it goes the other direction. <laughs> then it goes the other direction. That is how that works. Anyways, um, yeah, we're back for another episode. It's dark in both places because time is a construct, and when they do daylight, daylight savings, savings time, time is stupid. Yes. Um, so cool. Uh, I think it's my week, but also I haven't been watching much TV. Um, You've been playing Pokemon. I have been playing Pokemon. Uh, the game is very fun. Is um, it the new one? Yeah, it's the new one. Uh, it's interesting because like. There's been a lot of really negative criticisms uh, on the internet, and I get it, but I do still think it's fun. Like, I, I definitely, so, just for your own reference, this is, like, the first mainline story game that's fully open world. Oh, so, that's like, you interesting. Can do whatever you, yeah, you can do whatever you want. There's no, like, um, storyline that they're pushing you on. There's obviously, like, level stories. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to do certain things in order based on your level, but, like, you get, I guess, technically don't have to do it if you don't want to. Um, so it's like that, but the way that they chose to do the game because it's their first open world game is like not great. So it doesn't run very well on the switch. And there's been a lot of like a lot of discussion about whether or not the switch is too outdated to run a game like this or if game freak just messed up. And it's like a kind of a mix of both. So Interesting. because it's open world, the game is kind of laggy. It's pretty glitchy. Um, in some scenarios, like when it's trying to do a lot, it glitches a lot and you see like, that's kind of annoying. shit happen. It is kind of annoying, but it's still a fun game to play. Like the mechanics are really fun. Uh, the starters are really cute. I picked the stupid little pepper one that has like nothing behind the eyes. There's a bunch of I memes I saw about them it. on TikTok. So yeah, I knew there's there a bunch was a of memes game. about it. This one guy's like, I feel like he's, he's going to eat glue in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly the vibe. Um, but it's got funny mechanics, like, you can just do other stuff and send your Pokemon out to go battle on their own. Interesting. And, like, it's, like, an, uh, not an RNG, like, the game, like, takes into account, like, their level, like, how they've done in the past, that kind of stuff, like, type stuff. So, like, they can just go off and, like, kill other Pokemon. Not kill, sorry. Defeat other Pokemon. Um, while you're playing the main line or, like, while you're collecting stuff in the area. If you get too far away, they come back. Um, so that's, that's a fun new addition. And then there's also the addition of like multiple stories that you're running at once. So like there's the gym battles, but then there's two other things that you're doing, um, on top of that, that involve like, like bat, like big, big battles, sort of like a gym thing and you get badges for them. So it's, it's just a, a much larger game. And I totally agree. Like it is running kind of rough, but I, I was a Pokemon lover. Like I enjoy it. Um, I think it's fun. And I think, like, sure, Game Freak could have done a better job of, like, testing it um, during the testing phases. But, you know, people like me are, like, the... (laughs) We're the problem. We're the ones that are buying it constantly that Game Freak doesn't have to, like, deal with. Um, So 
I enjoy it. I definitely hope that there's a patch that comes through because so part of the what they're doing wrong is um, when I understand like somebody's game glitched out and like pulled them off the world. Oh. <laughs> and they could see the entire world essentially and it's all rendered at once instead of like the way most games from my understanding render like open world games they open they render like certain parts of it at once. So the game is working to render the entire world plus all the Pokemon it's generating, plus all the trainers it's generating, and all of the items, and oh, all of the random that's events. That's um, So that's, like, part of the reason it's running so slowly, because, like, the Switch just, gen- like, in general cannot handle that. Sure. People have, like, ported it over to their PCs, and, like, on a regular PC it runs fine. Um, but part of it is also, like, Game Freak should have done more testing, um and not like they're trying to max out the hardware but the hardware has been maxed out for a while um so either like i think it's going to mean that either any switch is coming out for them to continue to be able to like develop games like this or they're gonna have to um scale back their games a little bit but overall i've been enjoying it if you love pokemon if you've liked the last couple um it's fine i don't like it as much as the the legends game that came out i think last year earlier this year i can't remember exactly when um, but it's still like a fun, a fun game for 60 bucks. I find it entertaining. What is this game called? Um, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon v- Violet. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing instead of watching TV lately. I did start secret, um, college lives, sorry, sex, sex lives, lives of college, of college girls. girls. <laughs> I always say college lives of sex girls for some reason, but I did start that. Um, it's Mindy Cowling's show, but it's not really a bingeable show because it's airing right now. So I've just been watching. What's it the week. first episode came out? There's two episodes out. Oh, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if they released two at once or if I just waited too long and there was two. Um, but yeah, there's two. Nice. Cool. So with that being said, let's get into the beer. Stephanie, what are you drinking? I am drinking a collaborative beer from Hot Butcher and Half Acre. Um, I actually picked this up when I went to the Hot Butcher tap room yesterday. I tried this on draft there and I really liked it. This is called Roost and it's an extra pale ale. Like R-O-O-S-T? Yes. Okay. Like what birds do? Yes. Okay. That's also a Pokemon move. Sure. Where birds hunker down and then they roost for a turn and then they come back all healed. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know what it was as a kid, but then as an adult, I was like, oh, wait, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what is It's an extra pale ale. Yes. It's about you know 6%. Um... Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I drinking. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I figured that you were done there. <laughs> When you stopped and I was like trying to urge you to keep going and then you didn't. I was like, okay, she's done. Um, I'm drinking Salt the Earth. This is a West Town beer um, by Ghost Town Brewing. Um, I don't know what a West Town beer is, but it smells extremely sour. So I've never heard of something called a West Town beer before. I haven't either. Um, But it's got sea salt, lemons, and wild fennel. Um, It says West Town beer... Fermented and aged in oak vessels, conditioned on sea salt, lemons, and local wild fennel. Westtown beers are their humble, rustic ales fermented with their house mixed culture. 
Um, and then Salt of the Earth is inspired by the cuisine of both California and Italy, using minerals, fruit, and herbs from the land and sea that surrounds us. They present a moment from their home and a memory or of elsewhere. This beer is named for the ruthless act carried out by Roman generals Scipio. Scipio? Scipio. Scipio. I can't say the last name. On Carthage after its fall. It's like Aemilianus. You said it's a Roman emperor? Yeah, but it's like kind of spelled like it says Amelia Anus. To be honest. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I don't think that's how you pronounce it. (laughs) Um, This smells very tart though, so I'm probably going to have heartburn later. So Hot Butcher, as always, on the side of their cans, they kind of leave some tasting notes of what you can look for in here. So this lists um, dank citrus, pleasant pine, and pink grapefruit. Smells kind of like grapefruit. This is so sour. (laughs) You missed the face I made. I just went... (gasps) (laughs) Oh, man. That was like, like... Like sucking on the lemon. She's bitter. I drink this, my mouth just waters immediately. Well, it's probably from the salt. Yeah. So this is super bitter. Like extra pale ale is right. Because you know, like what I always, what I'm thinking of when I like drink this is like, you know how uh, half acre and their pale ale, you know, Daisy Cutter is like super bitter, and a lot of half acre beers are like very hot forward, very bitter. This is like to the max bitter. I think that's interesting because I don't know if this is the same, but like at least when I was out there, uh, Hot Butcher was more like juicy and mm-hmm. like um, hazy forward. Uh, so I think it's interesting and almost like maybe an homage to Half Acre by doing it this way since they took over the space that it's maybe like an homage to their beer styles. So when I went to this tap room yesterday, only about half of their beers were IPAs of any kind. So oh, they had a ton of variety on and um, I didn't even drink a hazy IPA at all while I was okay. in the tap room. So they're moving away from that a little bit. I mean, they're, they're moving to more variety, yes. Okay. And be, because now that they have the tap room where they can they can do their distro of their hazies and they can like try things out in smaller batches and then move into full distro, mm-hmm. um, I think that they're going to be able to do that in the tap room. But they've also yeah. been moving into some other flavors and styles over the last year or so anyways. Okay. Yeah, this, um, off the bat, it's like a little bitter and herbaceous. Um, and like, I mean, super tart, obviously, yeah. but drying at first, but like it's drying. And then immediately I get like a rush of saliva into my mouth from like the salt, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's a really interesting sensation to like have it be dry, but then like your mouth not stay dry. Cause I feel like when a beer is dry, my mouth kind of stays that way. Yeah. Um, but it's like an just immediate, like normalization so, um, three words I'm going to use to describe this beer are, um, bitter, hoppy, and dry. Cause this beer is extremely dry. Like it's really good. Um, I like it a lot, but like, wow, it is bitter. I'm going to go 
balanced, um, bitter, or actually I'm gonna go balanced. I don't know if there's a word for like rindy, like the rinds of something. You can say rindy. Rindy. Uh, so I said balanced, rindy, and then I'm gonna say like super tart. Yeah. Cool. Um, I did not have that beer at Ghost Town when I was there, by the way. They did not have that on draft, but Matt and I had talked about drinking that while I was there, and then we just never did. So, now oh, you're drinking okay. it. Yes. Um, yeah, I found it in the fridge and was like, where did this come from? I'm sure Matt Stephanie was here it. when I got it. Or whenever it was bought. Um, cool. So, let's get into the episode. Um, this, it's funny, because I feel like we had, we have a couple ideas for the next couple episodes, but like... The timing just hasn't worked out for them yet. Yeah. So this felt like it was very um, timely. timely. Yeah. Um, because Rough Trade dropped their albums of the year list. Records of the year. Or vinyls of um, the year. Well, it's funny because their website also says albums of the year. That's what I'm yeah, looking at right so... now. But yeah, it does say vinyls of the year. So we're not 100% sure like what that specifically means. If it's specific to like things that they sell or things that were released on vinyl. Um, but yeah, it's rough trade 100 vinyls of the year. They do a list for, and we'll get into this a little bit more. There's two lists that came out. One for the US-based rough trade, which is in Brooklyn. And then the others for the UK rough trade which I think there's more than one location in the UK. Yeah, I think you're right. But there's only um, one in the States. Yeah, so that is the reasoning, for, or, like, the reason that we kind of suspect that it's maybe something that they sell, or it's, like, specific to vinyl. Yeah, one of the cool things that Rough Trade does as well when they release this list is they'll usually do exclusive pressings of some of these albums because rough trade you know gets their own exclusive pressing a lot of the time yeah i think they released this list so early so that people can do christmas shopping to be entirely honest yeah i think that makes sense i actually personally love what that they do this list because i'll wait a lot of the times um to get records for this list um because they'll do like an exclusive pressing or like i'll i'll be like i don't know if i want it i'm just gonna wait to listen to this album rough trade it's a band that I think Rough Trade likes, so I think that they'll probably do, like, a, an album of the year pressing. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go through the top 20 of the list and give our opinions and kind of talk through them. And then from there, we'll probably jump around. Sorry, uh, top 20 from each list, because uh, there's probably going to be a lot in common. I don't have the UK in front of yeah, me, but Yeah, there's, the there's a lot in common, but they're in a different order, which is, oh, I interesting. think, what is the most interesting part, so... Yeah. You can lead the U.S., I'll like go through the U.K., and yeah. then we can kind of talk, and we can kind and of then, compare the levels. Okay, yeah, and then if we have time, we'll probably talk through the Grammy noms. Or at least um, some of the notable things that came out of the Grammy noms, because it's, yeah. it's fun. There are some yep. fun ones in here. <clears throat> and then I think the other thing uh, is part of this list, we, we're going to kind of discuss like the trend of music sure. um, this year, at the very least. So going into the U.S. top 20, um, number one is The Smile, A Light for Attracting Attention. I mean, we as Radiohead fanatics on this podcast, I don't think are surprised that this would be number one. Um, I don't think it's surprising. I do think it's kind of a cop-out. Nah. 
I think it's a great I like album. It, so it's I a don't really it's, good album. I think it's a good album. I don't think it's number one. It's definitely in my top ten. Um, I get that. But like for me, their top two feel like cop outs because I don't I think they're good. But I just think that they're like the obvious ones that you would pick if you like if Tom if Tom York releases an album, how are you not gonna pick it as number one? That's fair. You know, like and then the second one is like if this person releases an album, like how is it not making your top ten? Because like yeah. that's just it's music. One thing I think is really interesting, have you looked at this exclusive pressing? the smile that they did it's gray isn't it it's like a gray splatter looking thing yeah it looks really cool it looks way cooler than the version i bought from the smile website uh, this is one of those albums i did not buy um because i figured that they would do an exclusive pressing of it there's it's selling fast so if you want it you should get it (laughs) um i have the yellow transparent version that was in um it was on the smiles web store Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was the smile number one on the UK list. Uh, UK list actually, um, the smile is number two. Is the number one Jack White? Yes, that's interesting. Okay, so number two on the US list is Jack White. Here's um, where it's the cop out, though. It's not that it's Jack White. It's that they put both of his albums at number yeah. two. Fear the Dawn is way better than the second album, which I don't even know the name. Fear the Dawn was amazing. Entering Heaven Alive. Yeah, that one is not nearly as good. And so the fact That's, that they put them where... both is the cop-out. And this is where I get into the fact that it feels like a cop-out. Like, you put Jack White and you put a, essentially Radiohead, number one. When, like, there's a lot of albums that came out this year that were very, very good. And I don't think that those were the top one and two, personally. I think The Smile for sure, top 10. I don't think Jack White is top 10 for me. Especially Jack White could... might be top 20 for me. Fear the Dawn yeah. was really good. It but was way better than that Rich Man Crazy album he did in 2018. Sure. But you picked two of them. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's where that's They where it's should the be averaging out. them down at that point. Yeah. But yeah, one and two to me, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like one and two. So that's yeah. why I think it's a cop out. Like you're picking the expected. You're picking yeah. like exactly what people would say. Yeah, you if get a lot of music critics. Music. They're gonna pick those. Those are like the NPR style of answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so then, uh, number three on this US list is "Hold the Girl" by Rina Sawayama. Um, I loved this album. I know. love Rina so much, and for her to have gotten like this much notoriety on this album feels so good so i'm very excited to see her this high up mm-hmm. i actually bought this pressing that they did for the number yeah three it's in my cart as well um rena is number five on the uk chart okay so this is where i get into it being kind of a cop-out because if you're gonna give the smile and jack white one and two like if you're gonna say that those are so high up i do think rena's album was better than those two um, I do so, not think Rena's album was better than The Smile. I'm sorry. I do. And then, like, there are albums that we're going to talk about that I think were better than them, and that's why I think it's a cop-out, because, like... Oh, there's definitely I, albums I think were better, but I don't think that Rena was better than The Smile. I think Maybe Rena Jack was White. Be- right, let me but... phrase it. I think Rena was better than Jack White. I don't necessarily think it's better than The Smile. Yeah. Um, okay, so number four on the U.S. Li- list is Wet Leg by Wet Leg. 
that is one of my top albums of the year. So I get that. It. I do think is better than the smile. Yes, I would agree. I think that one like is probably one of my top five of the year. It's number nine in the UK. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't. Wow. <laughs> Grammy nominated wet leg is number nine. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that. I'm really curious about the rest of this list now. What was, you said Arena was? Number five. Five? Okay. Um, number five uh, on the U.S. list is Ants from Up There by Black Country New Road. Did they do another pressing of Ants from Up There? Because I have the Rough Trade pressing yeah. from the original version. What's the new pressing? Uh, transparent. Oh, no, I like the weird blue one I have that looks identical to the Rolling Blackout Coastal Fever one. (laughs) Yes. Um, So what's that on the UK list? Um, Ants from Up There is number six. So I think number five for Ants from Up There is an accurate placement. Um, One thing I would like to note, uh, for the first time, Black Country New Road's first album was number one last year. Really? Mm -hmm. I think Ants from Up There is better. I do too. Interesting. Um, yeah, from before the first time was number one last year. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so number six I bought that is Laurel last year. Number six is Laurel Hell. Laurel Hell by Mitski. I like. I don't it. agree. With, I don't think agree it's with high. This. Think it's. High. I think it's very high. I don't think it should be top ten. It is number twelve in the UK. I would say top twenty. Mm. I would agree. I don't think I'd put it in my top 10. I wouldn't put it in my top 10. I think maybe top 20. I think number six is high, though. I think it's um, so, I think that's almost another cop-out kind of thing, where it's like, Mitski is Mitski, so yeah. you're going to want to put her high, because... Yeah. Yeah. You want to be on Mitski's good side, so exactly. you keep getting exclusive it, pressings. Exactly. Um, number seven is i'm gonna probably gonna say this wrong glitch princess by yuli i think that's right um i actually haven't listened to this um, i meant to th- this is also number seven in the uk ironically okay. enough yeah i haven't listened to this and like the fact that it's up this high i should um but i have not listened to this um i have it flagged as i listened but i didn't when i um what I've started doing on Spotify is I add the songs I like off of the albums to my liked playlist, mm-hmm. and I did not flag anything as liked. Although, Jesus Christ, that can't be right. What? The album on Spotify says it's five and a half hours long. Uh, it actually shows... Uh, yeah, that can't be right. It shows that the final song is 284 minutes on Rough Yeah, Trade. the last song is four hours and 45 minutes long. Okay, so that's that song's just not on the album then. <laughs> or it's uploaded. It's actually like there's music in it the entire time. Okay, well, fuck me then, because I don't know what the hell's going on with that. How did they press this? The song might not be on it. Oh, that's fair. It's. The Things They Did To Me Out Of Love? Is that what it's called? It actually shows if you click into the... It says 284 minutes. I see that. 
No, but it actually says... I don't think it's a... The, this LP, I don't think, is like a the actual album. I think it's like one or two tracks. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, let's continue on. Um, what is that in the UK list? Seven. Okay. Um, number eight is Skinty Fia by Fontaine CC. Great album. Loved it. Not top Start 10. to finish. Loved it. Not top 10, though. Uh, it's number four in the UK. I don't Fontaine's think Fontaine's DC have sold their soul to somebody because they are like climbing in popularity. No, I get that. I just don't think that this is a top 10 album. It's. It's good. I like it a lot from start to finish. Great. I think, I all, think, I think all three of their albums have gotten exclusive repressings from Rough Trade because Dog Roll was album of the year in 2019. I, I, I think that this is like a highly political <laughs> list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're, some of these are just to like be friends um, because the next two albums, I think, at least on the U.S. list, are I think are better than um, Skinty Fia. Uh, number 10... Nine. Nine. Sorry. This is in three, so I'm fucking up. Uh, number nine is Hellfire by Black Midi. This was a great album. Oh Fantastic my God, album. was it a great album? I would put that higher than Skinty Fia, though. This is number eight in the UK. Yeah, I like that number. I think nine. I mean, it's one spot, but it definitely yeah. deserves top ten. Yeah, um, Hellfire is great. <clears throat> Black Midi's 10. also always in the top. All three I know, of but their Black albums Midi's putting out good there. music. I love it. Um, number 10, and this is one of my favorite albums for the year. This the album only... should be higher on this list. I, I think that this album should be top five. Uh, it's The Overload by Yard Act. I think UK that this is gets a top this five. right. This is number three in the UK. Yeah, I think that's that's a number. That's Number three feels good to me. I, I think this is a top five album for me. I agree. This album is so good from start to finish. Oh, yeah. This entire album... Uh, Yardact might, I'm excited for my Spotify wrapped to come out because I have a feeling Yardact might be one of the top acts because this album came out so early in the year. Mm, I've had so much time to listen to it. And also you hyperfixated very early on in the That's year. True. It's like how I've listened to Water in the Well by Shame last year, like an insane number of times. And it's because yeah. that song came out so early in the year that I just listened to it all the time. I feel like my Spotify wrapped is usually artists I listen to the first three months and then the rest of the year I like split it up. But the first three months is just me hyper fixating on something. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, number 11 is Blue Rev by Always. We talked about this last episode, I think, this album. Yeah, because it came out in October. Yeah. Um, I like this album a lot. I'm trying to find it on the UK list. I saw it. Where'd it go? Sorry, I keep talking. I'm looking. Yeah, I mean, I think this album is really good. I, I kind of agree that it's not top 10 for me, but very close to top 10. So I think I'm okay with its like number this 11 This might be top 20 UK. It's not. I had to scroll down for a while to find it. And honestly, I don't really want to count. So it's not top 10 for UK. Okay. I don't even think um, it's top 20. Number 12 is an In the Darkness Hearts Aglow by Way's Blood. Is that how you say that? Why is blood, I think. Why is blood. Yeah. I have to um, listen to that. I meant to. I did. It's, I think her stuff's okay. Her stuff's not my favorite. This, I think, was higher. Where is this? 
This is number 11 in the UK. Oh, so it's actually higher. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, number 13 is Big Time by Angel Olsen. Great album. Love it. Yeah, I'm okay with the spot. It is... Um, hold on, I'm still looking for it in the UK. Keep talking. It is, like, not even top 20 in the UK. I kind of understand that, too, though. It's a good album, but I feel like the UK listens to very different stuff than the rest of the US. Fair. Um, number 14 is Visions of Modern Performance by Horse Girl. I loved this album. I um, do, too. I love Horse Girl. I saw them live for the first time this year. Are they on the UK list? They are. They are number 13. Wait, is that okay. how math works? Yes, 13. Um, number 15 is Finally New by They Hate Change. I, I, didn't, like, I didn't like this album. I They're okay. They're not my favorite. They're not even in the top 20 for the UK either. I'm not even seeing them. Oh, wait, I no, they're, there they album. are. I don't know what number that is, but they're not in the top 20. Uh, number 16 is Supernova by Nova Twins. I haven't listened to this either. I don't know what this is either. Yeah. This is one of the few on here that I like don't recognize at all. They're like 21 on the UK okay. list, I think. Um, number 17 is Cool It Down by the AAS. Great album. Great album. Yeah, it's on my list to buy uh, as part of this repressing. It's number 14 in the UK. It's a good spot. I think it's top 20 for sure. Yeah. Um, number 18, and this is kind of exciting, is Tired of Liberty by the Lounge Society. Um, this album was great. It's funny how we found out about this band because I think we like discovered them when they had like 2,000 monthly listeners. If yeah. That. Um, and we found them because they commented on Sports Team's Instagram about Sports Team's first album, like, release date pushback. Um, and it said something about how, like, they're about, we're about to have, like, a Blur versus Oasis album release competition. Um, and I was like, what is this? Clicked on it. I was like, oh, this band is, who is this band? Um, and then listened to it, and it was fantastic. And that's how we discovered them, because of an Instagram comment. <laughs> This was number 10 on the UK list. Interesting. That's high. Yeah, I thought so too, but it's, I'm here for it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, number 19 is Farm to Table by Barty Strange. Have you listened to this? This album is Mm-mm. great. Oh, you need not. to listen to it. Barty Strange is fantastic. I have not listened to this. This is not in the top 20 of the UK. Okay. Um, and then... Number 20 is A Foul Form by The O.C.'s. We love to see it. We love to see Yes, we love to see it. This album is so good, too. Um, This is number 17 in the U.K. Yeah, I think top 20 is an accurate spot for this. Yes. Um, Yeah, I love that album, so I'm excited to see it there. Uh, So that's top 20. Was there anything in the U.K. list that was missed? It sounds like there probably was. Um, so we already did Jack White, we did The Smile, we did Yard Act, we did Fontaine's DC, we did Rena, we did Black Country, New Road, we did Yuli, we did Black Midi, Wet Leg, Lounge Society, Wise Blood, Mitski, 
horse girl yeah yeah yes uh this is number 15 lp8 by kelly lee owens is number 15 in the uk um number 16 is jesse buckley and bernard butler and the album's called for all our days that teared the heart um 17 is oc's um ibbo sound machine is number 18 and then the orioles tableau is number 19 and then it's supernova by the nova twins is number 20 okay so for the most part it's pretty similar yeah i think just like a handful of of artists that we i mean in the top 20 i know a lot of things outside of the top 22 i do too yeah but I just think I always just find it interesting to see what they ranked in the top. Um, is there anything notable that they didn't cover in the top twenty? No, that's in their hot top hundred. Mm, I'll look at the UK list to see if there's anything that like jumps out at me. Is like, whoa, that's not on there. No, they're I mean, not on the list, but like it's on the top hundred that we haven't talked about. Oh, um. At least on the UK list, I'm kind of... I think this album should have been higher on this list. Viagra Boys is not in the top 20. Yeah, Viagra Boys is not in the top... Viagra Boys is, like, low. Viagra Boys is in the 20s. 20... 22? 23? One of those? Um, Do some math real quick. Viagra Boys is uh, not even top 50 damn in the u.s that seems I think, wild i mean charlie xcx is not even top 50 that is offensive that is offensive is what that is harry's house also not top 50 that's interesting to me eh, harry style i mean i agree but you would think that like with the popularity that he has um big thief not being in the top 20 i think is rude dead is in the top 50 dead that dead album's real good um um, I'm kind of surprised. So in the UK list, Hot Chip made the top vinyls. They're in like the top 50. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, that Hot Chip album was just fine. So that feels weird to me. Um, Hot Chip is higher than Angel Olsen. Interesting. Yeah. And more th- higher than Bell and Sebastian. So like that to me, I just find surprising. Um, I will say that Oliver Sim made the top 100 list in the UK. He did not make the US top 100. Which is like a top 10 album for me. Top 20 at the least. Yeah. Maybe top 10. Let's see what else I feel like is in the wrong spot. Sunflower Bean made it to the top 100. I do like that Sunflower Bean album a lot. Um, yeah, the Charlie Linda is not it. in the top 50 in the UK either. The Linda Linda's made the top 100. Charlie's barely in the top 100. She's like in the 90s, maybe high 80s. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Julia Jacqueline, I feel like, is really low on this UK chart, too. Um... 
Yeah, I don't know that there's a whole lot more I want to talk about. Like, I think the Beths should be higher up on this list. I can't tell exactly where they are, though. One album that I'm a really big fan of that I know is like a weird left field choice um, that I don't think is. I would like to have seen higher up, but I don't. I honestly don't even think I see it on the UK list, at least. Which I'm not surprised is not on the UK list at all. Or maybe. Hmm. Oh, I'm using my MacBook. Hold on. If you just tell me, I can look it up. Uh, yeah, it's not on the UK top 100. Uh, Cola. Cola is on the US. It's on the US. I saw that, but it's not but on it's the like UK. it's like 98. Yeah. That is one of my favorite albums of this year. Beach House I did not see on the UK. I did Beach not House see. Like, I think it looks like top 50 of the US. I did not see Alex G in the UK at all. Toro y Moi not in the uk at all so it sounds like the top 50 is where we start to get like a lot of different things yeah actually maybe even top after the top 20 there's a lot i would of argue it kind of goes all over the place because the u.s list is way different like i don't think i saw soccer mommy i didn't see sasami i don't think i saw the linda lindas on this uk list so maybe that's where we can start talking, because I don't have the UK list in front of me, but at least for the US list, it feels like it's a lot more indie music. Yeah. Um, kind of on the more rock alternative and then like pop side. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing on the UK? It's, I think, even more so indie than what I'm seeing in the US, but it's a little bit different style of indie. And then, like, is it more post-punk? It's more, like, indie, like, almost ambient kind of sounding artists. From what the artists I recognize. There's not as much pop, I would argue, okay. on the UK list. Harry Styles, not on here. Kendrick Lamar is number 96. Interesting. Yeah, so it's just interesting to see, like... Charlie XCX was really low. I don't see Harry Styles on this list, you know, like. Yeah. It's just a much different variety. And a lot of these artists, I've heard of a lot of these artists, but I haven't listened to a lot of these albums. You get lower, like Interpol made the top hundred in the UK like that. The new Black Lips album is on here. Like, I find that's a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Some of these albums, like I listened to and I was like, nah, not into it. <clears throat> that's interesting I, yeah i wish we could like see what the criteria was or if it was yeah like, i'm assuming it was a uk editor versus a u.s editor yeah i would think that so put too. this together or maybe it's based off of sales well no it's not based off of sales that's not true it's definitely not based off of sales yeah it's definitely not based off of sales <laughs> yeah there's not like a blog post that explains how they picked oh wait they do have it Educate me, Lindsay. Hold on, I'm reading. Okay, I mean, a life for attracting attention literally says, like, it's basically just Radiohead. Yeah. Um, Jack White's, their explanation is basically...
Okay, this doesn't explain it. It doesn't say why they picked Jack White. Awesome. Um, But the Rena says, Rena truly slayed with this one. Such an incredible, thoughtful, powerful album of what it's like to reparent yourself, not just as someone who lives with trauma, but specifically as a queer person attempting to heal their inner child. Uh, I feel like this album resonates with so many listeners, and I could not be happier that she shared this with us. Um, Wet Leg, right from the start, it's fun, dry sense of humor. Wet Leg is sad music for party people and party music for sad people. <laughs> Shut up. Wait. It literally sad says. Sad music for party people is the most accurate description I've heard for that album, like, ever. That is hilarious. I've, it literally says, Wet Leg is sad music for party people and party music for sad people. It's a, that's a literal... Oh my god, that is iconic. That's um <laughs> Wow. It's very accurate. Wow. Um Anne's from up there it talks about how it's about friendship, empathy, and about a lot of other things. And masturbating your Charlie XCX in your bed. Yeah. And listening to this album, you hear a group of friends listening and understanding above all else. Our often wants to say a lot about connection, the desire for, the lack of, but Ants from Up There chooses to simply demonstrate the beauty of people working together joyously while embracing the inherent messiness of communication. Uh, it says, Hellfire is like an epic action film that delves into overlapping themes of pains, lost, and anguish. That is accurate. I want to read the I, art act. I feel like I'm going through, like, I'm, that is a great oh, yeah. description for Hellfire. Um, the Overload is a record of great dexterity and curation, the output of a band who were raised on 2000's Digital Revolution Buffet of wide musical influences, growing up on a U.S. MTV hip-hop, minimal 70s no-wave, and sharp-witted British indie yard act benefit from the rich tapestry of musical near-history, using it to create something that feels more like a trendy pastiche. I don't know if that... If I like the yard act album because it's a very, it's like a very poignant like uh, yeah. criticism of it's, capitalism and yeah those, i think it's that's why i like that album it's a very like apt yeah analysis of our society yeah anyways we should move on to the grammys if we're going to cover the grammys let's do it um, we'll come back to know. talking about our favorite albums next episode so yes yeah so that'll be on um, the december episode so yes i i don't want to get too much into talking about our top nine i as agree far as, like yeah, I so, agree. Um, Let's talk about the Grammys, especially because I think some of the nominees are wild this year, and I want to talk about uh-huh. some of like the standout things, or at least the standouts, in my opinion. Okay. Um. So, in terms of, I mean, obviously, we know the Grammys are a huge scam, right? Like, you <laughs> yes. have to submit yourself to be nominated for a Grammy, and, and then some they of the choose- things sometimes what to put you in yeah they'll choose for you um and usually it's like whoever pays the most wins there's a lot of bribery that happens behind the scenes and that's why you know the grammys are totally a scam however um a couple fun nominees i'm not going to read all of them because i don't have the energy for that um but for album of the year they have the new abba album voyage Mm -hmm. is on there renaissance by beyonce bad bunny is on there um cold play which blah, blah, blah. uh mr morale and the big steppers is on there of course uh 
it, there's like a running gag of, uh, I don't know if you remember, we would have been in college at this time. Kendrick Lamar was like nominated for best new artist or with yeah. one of those type of uh, categories um, up against Macklemore. And Macklemore yeah, won. won. I do remember And that, then yeah. Macklemore's career tanked. So there's like a running joke of whoever beats Kendrick Lamar, their career is going to tank yeah. after this. Um, that's going to be interesting. Although I think that Kendrick Lamar album was fire. Um, so for, you know, album of the year, that was album of the year, record of the year. Um, I think Break My Soul is going to win by Beyonce, just personally. But, I mean, it's um, Beyonce. I feel like if you're up against Beyonce, she pretty much always wins unless you're Taylor Swift. Yeah. So a couple of the other standout nominees in record of the year. Uh, Woman by Doja Cat. Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. Um, About Damn Time by Lizzo, which is a great song. And then As It Was by Harry Styles was on there. So, God, if I have to hear As It Was again, I'm going to kill myself. Um, I hear it's literally in the Uber every time I get in an Uber. I cannot believe Steve Lacey is on this list. Like, that's yeah. one of the things that shocks me. I love him so much. So the fact that he's getting, like, this level of nomination to me just blows my mind. And it's yeah. I know it's because of TikTok fame. But, sure. like, and he hates it, which I also love even more. Um, what I think is interesting about best song or song of the year all too well, the ten minute version, the, the short, short films, films on there, <laughs> and I think it's hilarious that that's nominated. Also, that A B C D E F U song is nominated, and mm-hmm. the Grammys need to be burnt to the ground because that song is terrible. You think you're gonna get a lot of hate for that? The kids love it. I don't care. I'm almost thirty. I don't care. That's true. Um, about damn time is on here. Obviously, bad habits on here. Break my soul. Mm-hmm. The heart part. It'll five. be an interesting one. Yeah, as it was. Um, best new artist because I feel like this is one that you're excited to talk about. Of course, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, Wet leg got nominated. Wet leg did get nominated. Do we think Wet leg is going to win? No, I don't think so. I think Moonskin's going to win. I think that they are too. That or one of these artists I've never heard of before. But I yeah. have a feeling it's going to be Moonskin. Although I don't know, Wet leg is an industry plant, so maybe. <laughs> Maybe it'll be wet leg. Maybe they have the money for it. Uh, um, no, I, I fully believe it's going to be Munskin that's going to win that. Like, yeah. Omar Apollo got nominated. I've heard his music before. Um, I have not heard of some of these other artists. Oh, Anita is pretty popular. She's a Brazilian singer. I've seen her yeah, on TV before. Former um, guest Joe loves Anita. Yeah. He sends me TikToks and I'm just confused. <laughs> Um, I don't know where he got that I listened to Anita. Domi and JD Beck are a jazz duo. I have not heard of them. Um, but they've worked with Thundercat, Anderson Pock, and Eric Andre. That makes sense, though. Um, Samara Joy is a jazz singer. Um, Lotto is a rapper. I've heard this name before. I don't, I don't know if I know her music, but I've heard the name. Yeah. Um, obviously, Moonskin... And then Mooney Long is, I don't know who she is. She's been making music since 2009, though. Um, there's, another, there's a rapper from Houston. And then, oh, I've seen Molly Tuttle before. She's a banjo player. I saw her at a festival. 
Okay, so that's Best New Artist. What else is relevant? Uh, Steve Lacey got Best Pop Solo Performance nominations up against Bad Bunny, Lizzo, Harry Styles, Adele, and Doja Cat. Do we think Steve Lacey's going to win? Absolutely not. I would like Bad Bunny to win, though, personally. <laughs> uh, your favorite song from TikTok, Unholy, by Sam Smith and Kim okay, Petras. I don't nominated. like the song. I just thought that video was extremely erotic and hot. I did not like the song. But Sam Smith dancing or like erotically did something to me. <laughs> um, can we talk about the fact, I didn't even notice this, that... Um, Break My Soul by Beyonce was nominated for Best Dance slash Electronic Recording, and it's up against uh, Bonobo, Diplo, David Guetta, Kate Renata, and Rufus Soul. and then there's just Beyonce. <laughs> so, Renaissance was nominated for Best Dance Album. <laughs> do we think she's going to win? <laughs> yes, because about- she's Beyonce. But that's the thing about, like, the Grammys is they just, like, fucking make up categories. It's, like, got, like, like, very specific things. Like, Nicki Minaj has talked about how, like, she gets put up for pop even though... She's a rapper. She's a rapper. And, like, when rappers are put up for pop, it's because there's someone singing. But, like, she's not singing the song, so they're picking pop, like, arbitrarily because it's popular yeah. music. But, like, that doesn't make any sense. And she's like, that's the thing that's fucked up is, like, I'm not going to win in a pop out, like, on a pop category. Yeah. I'm not pop music. So, like, that's the thing about the Grammys is they're just fucking doing whatever they want. So um, there's also some really interesting nominees under the rock <clears throat> category. So under Brian best Adams. Rock, yes. Besides Brian Adams. Um, <laughs> under best rock performance, Idols actually got nominated. Yeah, they got nominated for Crawl, which is a great song. Um, Yep. Then Turnstile got nominated. That's where I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, Holiday by Turnstile was nominated for Best Rock Performance. Well, can we go into the metal category? Because I want to talk about this for a second, too. Oh, yeah. Ghost? Muse? Muse. Muse is not a metal. And Turnstile got nominated for Best Metal Performance, too. Okay, I get that. However, Kill or Be Killed by Muse, not metal. I don't know. I don't pick how this shit works. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad because it's like Ozzy Osbourne, Megadeth, Ghost, and then Muse. Muse, <laughs> Muse the Radiohead cover band. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um Thinking of the turnstile thing, that was really funny because I just saw a TikTok like right before we started recording that was like, man, I love turnstile as much as the next guy, but these motherfuckers are in Taco Bell commercials now. Um, I got to talk about the best rock album because there's something here that does not belong. Uh, I haven't got down there yet. Hold on. Best rock song, Chili Peppers, Turnstile, War on Drugs, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, I know exactly what doesn't belong in the best rock album category. So best rock album, you got Elvis Costello, you have the Black Keys, you have Idols, you have Ozzy Osbourne, you have Spoon, and Machine Gun Kelly. He just won an award for like best, uh, there was some awards show the other night. AMAs? Yeah. AMAs, American Music Awards. He's not good. 
don't tell the teenagers that were at Lollapalooza that said that uh, Machine Gun Kelly saved pop punk. Don't tell them that. Did you see that TikTok from Lala? I have seen that TikTok. Don't say that to any of the Peloton riders doing a pop punk ride because it's Machine Gun Kelly every. I won't do. It. I won't do a Peloton ride if Coldplay, Ed Sheeran, or Machine Gun Kelly are on it. Also, or Imagine Drake. Dragons are on it. Yeah. Or Imagine Dragons uh, or Drake. That's four for me. Yeah. Um. I don't uh, understand how. Machine Gun Kelly got nominated for Best Rock Album, but Turnstile did not. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Because <laughs> Idols got nominated, too, for Crawler, which, again, makes sense. It's a great album. Why? You, cho- you didn't choose Glow On, but you chose Mainstream Sellout? Listen, like, the Grammys are just picking people that they know have big fan bases that will watch the Grammys. That is fair. That is fair. I will is, not watch the Grammys. I'm going to get do not drunk watch and not know what the, that's on. I do not watch the Grammys. They're just picking artists that have large fan bases that will bring views. Fair. Um, for best alternative music performances, we have... These are all very better, good, so that will be a I hard agree. choice. Uh, there'd better be a mirror, mirror Ball by Arctic Monkeys, Certainty by Big Thief, King by Florence and the Machine, Chase Lounge. Lounge. Long? Lounge. Yeah, but they say Chase Long. Because they're British. I don't know. I thought maybe that's the way you pronounce it. It's the same thing. It's a Chase Lounge. I don't know what that is. It's a a type of couch. Okay, I know that, but I I don't know. Maybe I thought thought that I was maybe pronouncing it wrong my entire life. No, you're not British. Um, That's By Wet Leg. And my personal favorite, Spinning Off the Edge of the World by the Yeah featuring Perfume Genius. That is my favorite song in this list. Mm, I like Certainty by Big Thief. Um, best alternative album we have Arcade Fire, Big Thief, Bjork, Wet Leg, and uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's awesome that Wet Legs that's three nominations for, for well. Wet Leg. Yep, that's pretty exciting for that. Um, oh, you're clicking at me now. Well, I'm skipping to the rap because I don't think there's anything crazy there. Um, Steve Lacey got nominated for Best Progressive R&B Album, up against Tank and the Bangas, who I also love. Um, Chris Brown got nominated, so boo, gross. Um, Doja Cat got nominated for Best Rap Performance for Vegas. She's up against Kendrick Lamar, and again, we what have we learned from Macklemore? If you beat Kendrick Lamar, your career goes to shit. Um... There was something I saw. Oh, here it is. So best rap album. Um, Kendrick Lamar is up against Pusha T, Future, DJ Khaled, and Jack Harlow. And I saw a TikTok that was like, Jack Harlow better be praying to some deity that he does not beat Kendrick Lamar and become Mac Lamar. (laughs) I mean... I don't know why he would win. I don't know. Why did Macklemore beat Kendrick Lamar in the first place? True. Um, this is always a fun one. So best compilation for visual media. Uh, Stranger Things 4 got nominated. Top Gun Maverick. 
um, the Elvis movie, the West Side Story movie, and then Encanto. I think Encanto will probably end up winning, personally. That or the Elvis one. Um, best score soundtrack. There's Encanto, the new James Bond, Power of the Dog, the Batman, and Succession Season 3. Um, best song written for visual media, uh, Be Alive from King Richard. It's by Beyonce. Um, Carolina by Taylor Swift from Where the Crawdads Sing. Hold My Hand by Lady Gaga from Top Gun. Keep Rising by Jenny Wilson from The Woman King. I actually want to see that. I heard that was good. Um, Nobody Like You by Billy... Billie Eilish and Phineas um, from Turning Red. And then We Don't Talk About Bruno by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's going to be We Don't Talk About Bruno. You know it's going to be it's going to be Lin-Manuel Miranda. Unfortunately. But yeah, I think those are kind of some of the highlights from the Grammys. I I I don't know. I still have I told you my turnstile theory? Or Steve's um, yes, turnstile theory. It. I think you share it because you said you, you did say you want to talk about. Oh yeah. This. So okay, I just saw Turnstile a few weeks ago. They're doing this massive tour right now with Snail Mail, JPEG Mafia, and they've had a few other people rotating in and out. Like JPEG Mafia is not playing right now. Um, Steve thinks that JPEG Mafia is trying not JPEG Mafia. Jesus Christ. Steve thinks that Turnstile is trying to become an arena headlining band. They are apparently spending a lot of money on press people to be at the shows, to like write about the shows, because there's people at every single Turnstile show. Like, as soon as Turnstile plays, somebody's releasing an article somewhere. Like, it is like so much media attention on them right now. And, you know, they played some festivals this summer, which got them some interest. They're doing this big, like, 5,000 capacity venue tour. And a lot of those shows are selling out. Chicago did not sell out, but a lot of them are selling out. So are we They just got Grammy noms. They're opening for... They're trying to be, like, the next Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yes. I mean, not immediately, but they're opening for Blink-182 next year. And then we think they're going to put out a new album in 2024. And then they're going to do like UIC level arenas. They're not, they're, they're not going to be big enough for United Center, but they're going to be like UIC Pavilion, which holds six, 7,000. And Steve I... thinks they're trying to like build up to big arenas, but I just don't, they would have to make an album even more accessible than glow on because glow on is so much more accessible than some of the early turnstile stuff i high key like don't really get the turns i i I love turnstile i don't get it i love turnstile but i get i think they're good but i don't get the like the obsession i also don't get the obsession i like them a lot people at that show were fucking nuts yeah I was like, what well, is happening? Everything I see is like, wait till these people go to a turnstile pit. I was annoyed because you know how I feel if there's multiple pits open? Just go to the big pit. Yeah. Just go to the pit. Tyler you don't Creator, need to you open. Dumb. You don't need to open six pits where there's five people in them. Just go to yeah. the big one. 
So that made me really annoyed. But I had a good time otherwise. Because Turnstile is really fun life. But yeah, I think Turnstile's trying to be like the next big thing. And apparently now they're in Taco Bell commercials, so. I guess we'll see. It's like kind of hit or miss for rock bands though. Like It's always interesting to see who gets picked up on as like the next big thing. Like honestly, I'm while I'm not surprised, I am a little surprised at Wet Legs trajectory to the point where they were getting Grammy noms. Like I would have yeah, thought that think, maybe album 2. I think that my prediction is Wet Legs going to get even if they win, they're going to play on another album. It's yeah. going to be subpar comparative. It's not going to be subpar. It's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as good. And their trajectory is going to taper off. There's going to be like a lot of diehard Wet Leg fans that have been like Wet Leg fans from the beginning, but I don't think that they are going to maintain this level of like Well, you explosion. know people on TikTok hate Wet Leg, right? Right. Cuz of Harry I- Styles. Not even that, but like, P- if, what they I don't follow them on TikTok, but they'll randomly show up on my For You page, and the comments are so mean. TikTok hates wet leg. I feel like well, Gen people Z don't like when hates women are. TikTok doesn't like when feet like women are successful. I mean that too because they think they don't deserve it. That's like a lot of TikTok. It's very yeah. toxic there. But um, I'm just. I just find it very interesting. Yeah, I think it's. I think we'll see. Um, Again, I don't think they're gonna win, uh, I but I either. think they got the noms. But like, just looking at the other bands that have come out in that scene in England or the UK or Europe in general um, that have been like Grammy nominated, because like, weren't Fontaine's DC Grammy nominated? Um, I believe so. I think they got nominated for best art, uh, alternative performance. Right. So, like, I think that they will maybe follow the Fontaine's DC trajectory where, like, their albums that come out are good, but not they're still never going to, like, get the The magic of that hype. first album. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I hope they do, but... I just like being able to judge all these other random artists that I'm like, how did that get nominated? Like, some of these yeah, I get. Lizzo, I get. Harry Styles, I get. Kendrick Lamar, I get. I'm still surprised Steve Lacey got the nominations he did. You, I can guarantee if he were to win, he'd be so mad. <laughs> I like the TikToks making fun of Steve Lacey because obviously his fans are so shitty that like I saw one where he's like I fucking hate you like spitting on the it's someone making fun of him it's not him doing it. he's like spitting on the crowd and then he immediately starts going into singing another song that's funny um well I think I don't have anything else to cover that like anything else to cover we're gonna cover in about two weeks two three weeks two something like that um so we'll cover it in December um, but I think that covers like the Rough Trade 100 kind of top albums of the year objectively, I guess, by this one source and the Grammys. I'm excited to see as more of these album of the year lists come out and how we can compare them to this Rough Trade final list. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, and to our lists. Exactly. Cool. 
So with that, um, if you enjoyed this episode, please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five star rating. And if you're feeling extra spicy, you can leave us a review. Yeah, I said spicy this time, Lindsay. Why is it spicy? Um, if you are not totally comfortable giving us feedback in a public setting like that, feel free to shoot us a message or an email. Um, you can listen through the song and you'll hear all of our contact information for our socials and our email. And with that, we will see you in December for our year end wrap up. Bye guys. All right. That was the episode. So we love hearing from you. Um, and if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is Drunk and Uncultured. And our Twitter is Drunk Uncultured. No and. And as always, I'm Lindsay. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.